Hello, it's John Romke here from uh, Allegiance Coal. I'm the new CEO of the company and uh, just joined recently and uh, even more recently moved to America to be close to our operations. Thanks, Matthew, for having uh, organising Crux Investors for this interview. No, pleasure, John. Uh, look, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. You're, you're a new guy on the block, but I've got to talk about uh, Mark Gray, the last guy we interviewed. Um, he... Well, I think the question people want to ask is why would he go and sell a block of 3.8 million shares days before an announcement, which kind of, you know, ruined get, the share you'd price? You have to address that to Mark, Matthew. Um, uh, Mark, uh, you know, is, was in the process of uh, backing out of the business. He'd brought uh, myself on as CEO. He'd brought uh, a very successful um, uh, American, uh, Paul Vining, on as chairman. And he was looking to his future and realising he needed to diversify. So that's all I can say about that. Do you think it's appropriate that he's still on the board? Uh, look, Mark's did a great job of putting these assets together in Allegiance Coal. And we've got uh, two uh, operating assets uh, for a junior uh, coal company. That's a, a very strong position. And we've got two good development assets. So uh, I think it's, it is appropriate that he remains on the board. Um, as you're aware, Paul Vining uh, had to retire from the board and uh, that left a hole. So Mark stepped back into the chairmanship role. Uh, but we'll go through a board refresh process over the next few months and uh, bring some new talent on. Okay. Well, look, I'm not going to take you out. You're, you're the new guy here. You've been brought on board to fix the perceived problems of the company. And, and I want to know sort of how real some of those issues are because the um, the press release that came out on the 18th of July, you know, did for the company, did for the share price. And it talked about uh, you being unable to secure medium term um, equipment financing. It talks about, you know, lower than expected performance um, and, you know, a sort of sequence of issues that had not been sort of signaled or um, guided to the, to the market previously. So what were the problems you've been brought on board to uh, fix? Well, I've come from an operating background and uh uh, spent a long time in Australia and also overseas uh, for a period and uh, I want to come on board to really address it from an operating point of view. And that's why I moved to America um, with my wife. We, we're locating ourselves right next to the coal mine uh, that has the greatest potential, but also particularly some of the problems. I think in the, in the past, uh, there was a fair bit of optimism in the company that we could grow this company fast. Uh, and uh, that proved to be a lot harder than, uh, than people believed. And hence, when um, you know, I was part of drafting that, that release, I want to uh, put the cards on the table. And uh, that's why we're saying we're, you know, we're no longer giving those robust guidances. And uh, I'm here to fix the problems. And once the problems are fixed and we generate the results, we'll uh, release that to the market. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the some of the problems. Well, let's talk about some of the opportunities. First of all, the coal market continues to be stellar. Prices are, are, are good. <laughs> Margins should be good. So have you got, let's talk about the assets. Have you got the assets that are ever going to be able to, you know, give the company the kind of returns that it previously hoped for? I think is, there's um, different problems at each mine. So let me address the, the, the mines individually. Um, uh, the new Elk mine, as I mentioned, has probably got the greatest potential. It's got a uh, wonderful resource base, um, but it's also a fairly remote mine. And that's been difficult for us to uh, attract the workforce that we need in order to reach the productivity levels that were expected. So that's one of the, the key issues to, uh, to correct. 
Um, the way we're going to go about that is uh, introducing a, a seven-day production profile over the next few months and uh, be able to pick up additional shift workers uh, by, able, by being able to attract them using an attractive roster. So I came from Queensland. We operate uh, many mines up there on a seven-day, seven-off basis. And so we're going to structure ourselves so that we, we head in that direction. We're not there yet. We haven't got enough people to fully man that. Uh, but that's the, uh, the proposition over the next month or two uh, to attract those people. Um, we're, we're, okay, so yep. that's one thing. What else we got? Yep. The, the other issues are the equipment reliability issues at the mine, particularly the continuous miners. The continuous miners we put back into service when the mine was originally conditioned. It sat out on the surface for eight or nine years while the mine was on care and maintenance. And so they're also fairly dated, very old electrics in the uh, in their system, their joy electric systems. Uh, so we, we've started an overhaul program and to put very modern electric systems into those miners. The first mine is due to come back next week, and uh, uh, that's been overhauled by Philips Global, and it'll have a Seminco control system right throughout, and uh, a new triple VF drives in the uh, in the tramming motors. So the, the, you're getting you're getting all technical on us. What, yes, what does that actually mean? What, what, what's the benefit of doing that? <laughs> but but I you know what that'll do? It'll take a, a reliability that's down around seventy five percent. Uh, down, you know, uptime compared to what it should be is at about 92%. So it's a material increase in reliability. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then what does that convert to in terms of dollars for you? How does that improve things? Well, we'll we've spent about $800,000 on this first one. The second one will also be about $800,000. And that's part of the reason that we've gone into this entitlement offer to raise funds uh, at present. So they're probably right, the when, two you, when, when you look at stuff like that, when you look at stuff like that, John, you go, right, I'm going to spend eight hundred grand here. But it's going to give me a 2x, 3x return in terms of productivity, or how do you measure it? Yeah, well, the, the productivity will come because of the uptime, the improved uptime. Um, but, but the two important parts are the equipment itself and then the right people to also maintain the equipment. So they go hand in hand. I do need uh, extra maintenance staff to bring the equipment up to scratch and uh, to be able to maintain that in a uh, in a professional-like way. Right, so we've got staff, we've got equipment. What else do you need to fix? They're the, they're the main two issues at the moment. If I fix those issues over the next two or three months, I'll be a happy man, and uh, uh, we will generate additional tonnes. We're running, you know, at, a, at about an average of 20,000 tonnes a month, and we need to get that up to 30 and 40,000 tonnes a month, and that's where we're heading. Right, okay, so so people, new people cost Absolutely. money because there's, 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 there's training involved, that, you know, in, increased wages, pre presumably in this current environment, you can perhaps have to do some kind of fly-in, fly-out type solution? Potentially, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, we're talking so two, different, two different groups at the moment. There's some opportunities. There's a couple of mines that have got issues, uh, one shutting down completely, so we'll be out trying to recruit uh, experienced people who know what they're doing to... Uh, uh, to participate in our, our our place, right? And so, where are you at with the money you need to make these two improvements, two sets of improvements? Well, we we commenced a lot just before we go there. Let me talk about Black Warrior Mine, um, sure, because that's the the other operation. Um, it's also an expansion mode at the moment and building up. It hasn't happened as fast as what it was, and that was in relation to the uh, uh, some of the financing issues. Um, 
but we've now uh, cracked most of that and uh, we're commissioning a D11 dozer either next week or the week after, which will be the first of two to, to bring to the mine. Uh, uh, we've commissioned one out of uh, two new drills that will come to the mine and um, that additional capacity will actually reduce our overburden removal capacity using dozer push and bring down the operating costs. So with those two steps, it will be completed by uh, December and uh, that will uh, give us a, uh, you know, a run rate that uh, will be profitable uh, and reduce our costs. Funding, um, we've recently uh, kicked off the uh, entitlement offer. Uh, we were successful in raising $15 million um, in a, on the Australian stock market uh, from the institutional component. Uh, we've nearly completed the retail component that finishes on Monday uh, of next week. And then if we don't get to the full entitlement offer, we've got a, a couple of months of uh, marketing the shortfall. So um, a combination of that funding and where I think we'll end up with the new Marco uh, sales agreement um, will give us the run rate that we need and the cash flow that we need to make sure that we can be successful, Matthew. I mean, obviously, the, the, the press release recently about Marco um, not doing what they said they were going to do, needing a bit more time on their side, won't help with those conversations. It doesn't lend comfort given the backdrop that we're coming from, right? Yeah, we, we were pretty disappointed last week when we um, uh, came to the conclusion that they weren't going to honour uh, the payment structure that uh, they'd signed up for. Um, however, as an interim solution, we've, we've struck a, uh, a rate this week where they will continue to uh, provide our inventory finance uh, process. So that delivers us cash flow. Um, that's on the basis of a uh, price of $210 a tonne, uh, and they'll provide 85% financing um, as it's delivered to the to stockpile at the port. Um, we're following up and continuing discussions to finalise what the uh, sales contract will look like. Uh, and as soon as we do that, we'll release that to the market as well. But at the moment, it's it's looking pretty, um, uh, it, it will be okay. It won't be as good as what we believe we're going to achieve and what we've previously released to the market. Uh, but I think we'll end up in a position that um, is certainly uh, uh, okay in relation to our costs and will give us a, an adequate margin for the next 12 months. Okay, how do you, how does one end up in a situation like that? Look, there's there's lots of kind of traders traders around, and you got presumably in this market a kind of choice of people people to work with, or do you? Because again, the kind of backdrop from which you come, people are you know going to be slightly risk averse and um, you know make their own own assessments here. But it seems like Marco had problems of their own unrelated to your situation. I think it's a timing problem for them. I I, I think, uh, uh, you know, we struck this agreement um, nearly a month ago now um, as far as as, uh, putting on the table to the market what uh, we'd agreed. Um, Marco were unable to fix those sales as quickly as they expected into Europe um, and the market moved against them in Europe. And uh, so that that meant they were in a position where... uh, uh, they were going to be out of pocket if they uh, commenced this business. Um, however, they they continue to make some progress overseas now, and I think uh, very soon we'll we'll know what the final outcome is. Right. Okay. As far Australia. as other other opportunities, we we because of what happened late last week, we've certainly gone far and wide and looking for other opportunities to sell our coal, and um, that's that's uh, those discussions will continue. 
at this stage, um, probably the pricing has not met the pricing that, that Marco's put on the table for our, uh, you know, inventory financing. So uh, at this stage, we, you know, indicating that we will take up that uh, inventory financing arrangements. That doesn't mean we're locked in to sell our coal to Marco. We're still assessing our options. Uh, and that assessment will really be based on, you know, a combination of volume and sales price uh, over the next 12 months, uh, because that's what right. we walked away from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a really interesting one, okay? It, 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 they, the, these conversations don't match what Marco want to put on the table. They haven't put anything on the table at, at the moment because they, they can't deliver it. So you, what's, how strong is the market? And you know, what, what's your expectation of being able to get other other deals done or talk to other groups? Well, where where I been? actually want to go is, is twofold. One, one is... If we complete with Marco, then that gives us a, a runway. Um, I think that runway will still be 40,000 tonnes a month. But my goal is to produce more than that as a company. And uh, we'll be pushing up to 60,000 and 70,000 tonnes a month next year by April. And uh, that excess production, I've got two opportunities. One is to continue to push into the thermal market with other customers so that we diversify and we're not relied on one one company but the other thing is it eventually uh, the thermal coal market will readjust don't i don't anticipate we'll be in this situation where you can sell uh, thermal coal for more than coking coal met coal in the future so um, uh, my real goal is to you know attract some hva business again out of mobile combination of uh, new elk and black warrior coal as per our, uh, our original and so we will pivot back at the right time into the met coal market and uh, that's where i think we'll, allegiance coal will focus on for the longer term and that okay. also matches okay. our new projects you know the short creek mine in alabama and also the telqua mine in uh, british columbia they're both uh, good met metallurgical coal projects so that's the space longer term that I think we should go back to. Great. Okay. So, so, so that's good news. Can, and let's to, to that end. Let's talk about this because you, you're twenty thousand at the moment. Want to move to thirty to forty? You just talked about sixty to eighty. That's going to take some planning, and it's going to take some time, and it's and it's more than you know pick, picking up and, and fixing electrical equipment on individual bits of um, uh, equipment. So. You're going to need a big chunk of change for that. So do you need these contracts in place to be able to kind of get the, whether it be equipment finance or other type of finance in place? I think what we need, Matthew, is is some run rate and uh, see some success uh, in the business first. And that's, that's why some of the expansion projects are, we're putting on hold until we get this business running. Until we get the, the, the business that we've got, we're not going for a big expansion. We're not building the railway to New Elk, those sorts of projects that have been talked about in the past. We've got to make sure that this business is cash positive. It can survive. It doesn't need to keep going back to uh, equity uh, in order to, to, to prop ourselves up. And that's where we want to be in the first half of next year. Right. Okay. And you're all the time doing the so, which is great. So you, you, you're minding the the, the, the dollars, as, as it were, um, and the market will do what it does, and maybe we get back to you know met, met coal. Brilliant. But you're doing this in an environment with increasing energy costs in the US, like us here in Europe. Um, that's going to affect transportation costs, which is a big part of certainly when you did the strategic review. There's a huge inefficiencies in terms of the transportation component. 
is that getting fixed? Can you are you in control of that? Or what, what are your options? Yeah, I think I think we are. We are a bit of a price taker. We're uh, the you know the major railway like companies um, are uh, pretty dominant uh, in that pricing mechanism. But we're actually seeing that uh, pricing lift in in uh, the US. The uh, diesel prices are starting to come down again. Those energy prices, which is different than the uh, European experience, of course. Um, so we, we see some of our rates and our barge uh, rates out of Black Warrior um, actually coming back down, which is uh, very positive. We've also created the situation where we've got a bit of competition in the railway market for New Elk with both Union Pacific and uh, BNSF, in effect, competing for some of our business. So um, that, that helps us keep the, uh, the railways uh, a little bit uh, pencil sharpened, but it's certainly not cheap. Um, and it'll never really be cheap, but uh, uh, I think uh, using those sorts of methods, the fact that we've commissioned that second train um, gives us a little bit of an edge to, to do that. Right. Okay. You've given, us, you've given us a clue on about some of the things that you identified which need fixing and so forth. But what do you, what do you put all this down to? I mean, well, I think you've hinted at slight exuberant view of what could be achieved by, by previous management structure, right? You, you, you've given us that clue. But what else is it? Is it a case of um, you know supply chain issues, whether it be at port or with the trains? Do you put it down to well, we just didn't, we weren't able to recruit the right right people in at enough, you know, in enough of them with the right skill sets? Or was that was there kind of one big thing, or was it a series? No, of I think it's a series of things and a series of challenges. You'll remember early in the year we had accommodation issues and. Uh, uh, that was a problem recruiting people. That seems to have been addressed uh, in the first half of the year now, and we've now got you know uh, a number of accommodation units available ready for new people to arrive. So um, we've done a fair bit of work in the background to to solve those issues one by one, uh, and that's what we'll continue to do and uh, and drive up the the production rates. So. Uh, uh, can, can you okay? Just sorry, I just remembered what something that uh, Mark said to me. Um, the, the the equipment was too small. He was looking for bigger equipment. So is up upgrading the electrics and up you know up, upgrading them well and however else you're going to upgrade them is that going to be enough to you know do the forty sixty eighty thousand component or is it just that's a quick fix for now? I mean, how are you viewing that? Yeah, I think um, uh, primarily that combined with the people issues. Uh, will solve the biggest part of the uh, productivity equation that we've had at the New Elk mine. At the uh, Black Warrior mine, it's the bigger equipment um, that you spoke of. Uh, the the continuous miners and the coal haulage equipment at uh, at New Elk, it's matched to the to seam height now. So it's we're in a pretty big, good space as far as that goes. We've got a fleet of ram cars, which... Uh, uh, we're uh, sourced from Komatsu, which is the uh, uh, the supplier of those. Um, so that process is finished. That that happened in the first half of the year. Now we're addressing the continuous miners. We are also uh, have got in our plans to acquire some more uh, roof bolting machines for New Elk, which is part of the entitlement offer, uh, sourcing those funds. So um, they're the key production equipment underground. Um, we've got uh, quite reasonable and good uh, quality conveyor belts, uh, take the coal out. The coal prep plant is working pretty well. Um, I think the pieces are all there. Um, but uh, as I say, we, we want to complete these continuous mine overhauls and we've got to bring more people to the mine 
and uh, roster, you know, staff ourselves up at New Elk. So, right, yeah. okay. So you you're an, you're an operations guy. You come in as a as a turnaround expert, right? But you share price today is sitting at seven times lower than it was before that July eighteenth uh, announcement, right? So it's a heck of a recovery required here. So. Without referencing the operational components which we've discussed today, what are the targets that you or the board have set yourselves um, which will allow you to say, do you know what, I think this is going to work? Because with public companies, the trouble is, you, for, on behalf of the shareholders, you've got, you've got to try and people kind of slog, you know, flog a dead horse sometimes. It's like, but there's got to be a moment you go, do you know what, this ain't going to work. So what, what are the thresholds you've got to hit? Yeah, I'm, I'm not ready to say it's not going to work, Matthew. Um, I'm, I'm here to make it work. Um, I think the, the, the thresholds that we're going to go to are uh, achievable. Um, we're going to move into an area that's got a, a slightly thicker coal seam uh, as we move further to the uh, uh, the east uh, in the underground mine workings. That's certainly helped the productivity as well. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but uh, uh, fixing the continuous miners and investing in better equipment and investing in some uh, rosters that will attract people to the mine, uh, they are the two major issues that are going to give us the edge. Um, now, we haven't solved them yet. You know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, OK, you know, I've asked for this time. Let me come back to you in uh, after after the Christmas holidays and uh, tell you where we're at, um, and then I'll give you an indication whether we're we're very much on the path to uh, success, or whether we're still uh, bashing our head against a brick wall and, and not being able to get the right team in place. I think the uh, continuous miners. Um, this is a uh, a really test for uh, the overhauls uh, once we get this machine into work. And uh, it's not only a test for us, but also for our supplier we're using, Philips Global. And uh, we're really looking forward to them proving to us that they can do the good work and, uh, and the reliability will be improved. So um, those, those, those are the components that are going to make this, this place work. I think Black Warrior is on a good path at the moment. It's, uh, it's uh, well organised. It's uh, got a repeatable mine plan, taking um, strip after strip uh, in the open cut mine. And uh, I'm very confident that, that that place is going to be at uh, where we want it by December. Okay. So by, let's, let's say New Year, you're, you're going to be able to come to the market and say that this is working or not. Yeah. Is that, yeah. The, is that what you're saying? Look, okay. I, and, and I think, uh, you know, numerous investors have talked to me and said, look, there's been a, a bit of a dearth of communication. And, and uh, I've apologised to them and said, look, I've been getting my feet under the table, understanding what the business is, understanding what we need to do. And I've been loath to uh, go out there and make promises because uh, that's what we've done in the past. Um, now that I'm on a path of doing that, I, I, I think the uh, investor communication uh, does need to and will improve. So uh, that's my promise to, okay. to shareholders. Good stuff. I'll see you next week. Um, no, we should. We, I want to talk about one thing. Look, like I said, look, you, you're, you're here to turn this round, okay? You're, you're, you've been, your feet have been under the desk since, since August and you've been assessing it. So I'm not here to dig you out. I just want to know what's going on and you've been clear about it. So, you know, fair enough. Um, there was a little sort of, uh, little, little present there potentially for, for shareholders. A proposed bonus issue of options. What's that about? Yeah, that, that was something that was proposed by our broker um, as we went into the entitlement offer place. 
Um, and it really is, as it says, it's, it's a bonus. They're free options. Um, and it was a, a put a marker out there that, you know, we're languishing at five cents a share at the moment. That's not where we belong. Uh, we want to get back to 40 cents and then 60 cents and 70 cents. But on the way, um, uh, the existing shareholders that are participating in the entitlement offer, the existing shareholders that have remained loyal and kept their stock rather than selling them, um, that's who we want to reward with that option. So uh, the options uh, are live for three years. Um, and after we get to 15 cents, you're in the money and it hasn't cost you a thing. So it's a, it's another a way of enticing people to stay with us uh, and to give them a reward when we're successful. Matthew, that's that's what it's about. Okay, John, well, I, I appreciate you coming on the time, uh, coming on and spending the time with us and um, promising to see more of us and other people and uh, you know update your shareholders as to where they stand with this. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. All right, thanks, Matthew.